and welcome to Balderdash Academy. I'm your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me, as always, is our faculty coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Coach Steve Corning. Let's go, Dashers. Head of Home Ec and Wellness, Professor Marie Stewart Harmon. Hello, everybody. Head of STEAM for Balderdash Academy, Professor Nate Green. Aloha. <laughs> and once again, our reigning champion, Head of English Language Arts, Professor wow. Molly McGill. I am wow. so happy to be here. I'll give so you one happy. sitting ovation. <laughs> <laughs> Our visiting professor today is Jason Tardy. Variety entertainers appeared on America's Got Talent, the CBS's The Early Show, Inside Edition, and CBS Sunday Morning, uh, at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, the Golden Phoenix Casino in Reno, even three times at the White House. Jason, welcome to Balderdash Academy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! So Jason has agreed to be the scorekeeper tonight while our faculty members compete for the coveted reigning champion banner. They will perform a series of challenges, and at the end of each challenge, Jason will assign points to the competitor he feels is most worthy. He is not looking for the correct answer. He's probably not going to get it here either, but (laughs) he's looking for the best answer. The points are arbitrary and can be rewarded to anyone for any reason. At the end of the show, the faculty member with the highest point total will be named the reigning champion. Our current reigning champion is Professor Molly McGill. Has everyone won uh, a game so far, Headmaster? Uh, Everybody has won a game so far. Sweet. Wow. And... That sounds means that it is now time for a pop quiz. Our first pop quiz is from Professor Molly McGill of English Language Arts. Champion Molly McGill, what do you got? Okay, I got all kinds of good stuff for you today. Pumped. <laughs> yes. Pumped. Okay. Why did you so, smell your armpits at the beginning of that? I didn't understand. That's the good stuff she's got for us. It like, was. I, I was kissing the, the... Oh, man. We'll just kind of... I'm wearing parfum. Oh, de Molly. <laughs> okay, moving on. <clears throat> um, faculty, as we do, we are going to kick this off with a pop quiz for the word of the day. I'm going to give you a word. You're going to tell me what you think it means. Hopefully, you've studied your vocab words. And remember, Jason, we're going to take a listen to them and find out which ones we want to award points to. I say we, but it's really you. Today's <laughs> word of say. the day is Kaling. Kaling. Today's word of the day is Kaling. I know. <laughs> I, I do think I know this. This, um, I was actually at a nail salon for the first time in many, many months. Everybody was wearing masks. Don't worry. And um, the nice lady there was like, oh, do you want the Kaling? And I was like, I, I have never heard of this before. What is this? And it is a specific mani-pedi combination that Mindy Kaling coined. Oh, wow. And it has now become, it is all over the world. It is exclusively a burgundy red, except for the the ring fingers. And they are a matching gold or silver, depending on the holiday. And it is coined because it was Mindy Kaling's signature nail style. 
Which makes sense because marooning gold goes so well with brilliant comedy writing. Yes. All right, and so the, the Mindy means. Manny, Mindy <laughs> Manny from Marie. Nate, what do you got? Uh, so it's actually, um, so there's these, these formations in uh, typically in tropical places called caves. Uh, and what they are, they're like, they're low banks or coral reefs, uh, and those are uh, being endangered. So what they have now, because there's so many uh, things going on around them and putting them in jeopardy, they have uh, a new job, which is kaling, and it's creating artificial caves uh, in those tropical islands. Um, and that's, and uh, that's that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Saving the world one artificial plant species at a time. Yep. Bob? Robot fish. So, you know, everybody knows what kerning is. Kerning is the space between two letters in a word. It's incredibly important. It can help make a, a word more readable, more understandable. Uh, it can, uh, can save you from embarrassment with some words. Kaling is uh, very similar, except what kaling is, is the space between the body of an I and the dot. It is very <laughs> specific. And what you can do is you can adjust that kaling to move the X side of that letter higher or lower, depending on what feel graphically you want to do. That's what kaling is. All right. You know, graphically. Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. I like that. Wow. The X height of a dot. Okay, Steve. Um, I'm here to tell you about Kaling, obviously. Um, now, Kaling is a new fad lifestyle. Um, a lot of people are desperate to lose weight and, uh, you know, muscle up a little bit. Uh, so what you do is you hire a coach. That coach brings you out into the dead center of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and they leave you there with uh, nothing but a tiny sailboat and uh, three uh, barrels of kale. Um, and by the time you oh. make it back to shore, you will be extremely, extremely skinny. So check it out. Kaling. Okay. New fad. I get it. The newest diet fad stranded in the ocean. <laughs> Sorry, the lifestyle kale. fad. <laughs> oh, lifestyle fad. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Jason, we have uh, the Mindy Manny from yeah. nice. Marie. We have uh, the artificial uh, cave reef, like Re saving reef, yeah. endangered species from Nate. We have the X height of the dot of an I from Bob, and we have the new lifestyle fad <laughs> of eating kale while swimming the Atlantic. Wow. Sailing, but you know, so, it's okay. So as, so as much as I hate to give Steve so many points, I, I, I love this idea. Um, and I really, <laughs> I really hope that this is the answer. I don't think it is. But I'm going to give you five points. Ooh, five. That, that was good. There was so much detail, and um, I don't know. Something about that just hit me just right. Um, I also really, I really appreciate, I'm going to give some extra points to Marie uh, because the Mindy Kaling thing, that was just great. That You thought of that, and um, that was really good. So I'm going to give you three points on that. Thank you. And she's brilliant. She's really great. She is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and um, I don't have to give points to everybody. Right? No, you yeah. don't. No, you don't. I'll just tick maybe one or two per round, whatever I feel like. Let, yeah, whatever you feel like. <laughs> it is your call. Mate, yours was great, too. 
<laughs> you disappoint yet again. But also, uh, I'm inspired. And of course, Jason has a new lifestyle fad that he wants to do. So, uh, what Kaling actually means is, Jason, it's something that I thought that you could incorporate into your show. Mm. Okay, so Kaling is a Halloween trick, but I mean, we could do it on a different day. Halloween trick, which involves sending a blindfolded person to a garden to pick a cabbage. <laughs> Crowd pleaser. So wait, this does relate to kale. Then I'm guessing the name is related to actual kale. Leafy ruffage for sure. Steve was pretty damn close. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So. Our first game is called Four Questions. In honor of today's visiting professor's work in the circus arts, today's four questions are about juggling. Now, I understand that Coach is a juggler, but I assure you, that gives him no (laughs) advantage at all in this game. Whichever one of our faculty members gives the best answer, again, not the correct one, but the best, Jason will award points our first question. According to the fact site, the earliest known depiction of juggling appears where? Steve, what do you got? Uh, the, the, the Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra. All right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Marie, what do you have? Um, it's actually the New Testament. Uh, the New Testament of the, Bi- the Bible. There is no indication of it in the Old Testament, but... Throughout, it is it is throughout the New Testament, and that is the first time you see it. All right, Nate, what's your answer? Steve was close um, in, with his Kama Sutra, um, but it actually was forbidden to be uh, to be graphically depicted. Uh, so the first time they did it, they actually hit it on the back of a Campbell soup can label. So not uh-huh. Kama Sutra, but Campbell soup can. <laughs> wow. Campbell Supra? Yes. <laughs> All right, Molly, what do you have? Uh, it was actually depicted on the back of a gentleman named Bart who was a traveling vagabond. Uh, and uh, it was tattooed right between the collarbones, right there. And uh, people were like, What's that, Bart? And he was like, Check this out. And juggling. <laughs> All right. So, (laughs) Jason, we have Steve with a Kama Sutra, Marie with a New Testament, Nate on the back of a Campbell soup can, and Molly on the back of Bart, the traveling vagabond. Mm. How would you like to score that? Well, you guys, this is great. Um, I think I actually know the answer to this question, by the way. Um, Let me, what would you think it would be? (laughs) I know the real answer is uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics. Painted on the walls of an Egyptian tomb for an unknown prince dating back about 4,000 years. Yeah, that's right. I almost said that. Wow. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I'm going to give points to Nate because you know, even though it was ridiculous, which was great, um, I love the fact that he somehow played off of Steve's Kama Sutra thing and turned <laughs> Kama Sutra into Campbell Soup, which is just <laughs> not easy to do. Yeah, I, I know that's not easy. So I'm going to give four points to Nate on this round. I was very four confused as a note. child when I was made Campbell yeah. Soup. Well, both the both the Kama Sutra and Campbell Soup have the same tagline. Mmm, good. 
So, <laughs> I thought it was going to be, I thought it was, you're just going to get a load of sodium. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a creamy reference. Yeah, that would have been better. Oh, <laughs> wow, creamy, this yeah. is going downhill fast. <laughs> One way or another, everything tastes like cream of mushroom soup. So, yes, it's, it protein. it's protein. It's <laughs> protein. Our next question. Written over 2,300 years ago, the Chinese book of Lai describes a warrior juggling what? Marie, what do you have? Uh, it's human hearts, Headmaster. Um, as a warrior, they have to prove to their fellow warriors that they are the strongest warrior, and by doing so, they remove the hearts of their victims, and then they entertain their friends. Who doesn't? Right, Nate. What do you have? What's your answer? Uh, it was that was uh, actually kind of not a misnomer, but not 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 completely the truth because it was an optical illusion. What they were doing is they were using yo-yos, and they would always come back, so it looked like they were juggling, um, but they weren't because it was on the string, uh, and the yo-yo was initially used in in Warcraft as a weapon. So um, that's what they were doing. It all makes sense, Molly. What do you have? Well, everyone knows a warrior juggles rabid wolves. Because if mm. you can't tackle, manage, and juggle a rabid wolf, are you even a warrior? And going into battle, juggling rabid wolves, intimidation factors through the roof. It's the first thing you learn in Boy Scouts. Yeah, because what if you lose one? Oh, you don't yeah. want to lose one. <laughs> Unless it's a strategic right. defensive mechanism. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Steve, what do you have? Um, again, I don't know this one, but here's my guess. I think he was juggling a hammer, um, a saw, and uh, one of his own children. Uh, and uh, incidentally, he was also the first person to uh, juggle work and family. <laughs> you were sitting uh, And the last one to do it successfully. Um, so... <laughs> The actual answers was seven swords at once. What? <laughs> what? Jason, you have Marie <laughs> with human hearts. You have Molly, uh, you have Nate with yo-yos, Molly with rabid wolves, and Steve with a look of stunned shock, <laughs> plus balancing work and family. How would you like to score? All right, I'm going to give Steve one point for the the, the working family thing, just because that was – he's going to be a great dad someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give uh, – I'm going to give Marie three points for the heart juggling. I like that as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I think that's good for this round. The, the rabbit wolves I really did like and the yo-yos, but – I don't know. Something about the uh, the juggling the hearts, just that was the one that really stood out. So Be slippery. That makes sense. It's slippery. <laughs> it's just more challenging, right? So yeah, swords. <laughs> that would be quite the Seven Swords. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. I have anxiety thinking about that. Cocktail swords. Uh, in the right. 1500s, in the 16th century, jugglers in Ireland were required by law to do what? Nate, what do you have? Well, uh, they were told to keep their balls in their pants, so they had to juggle pins. 
um, <laughs> because they were not allowed to juggle balls. It had to be pins or like uh, bowling pins, um, standard issue, not not like New England candle pin. Because um, so not only not only not even juggling pins, bowling pins. Right. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Just like that one. Just, just like, like that I one. didn't have to get up. It was sitting right here. <laughs> Redundancies, um, <laughs> and that was because of the the law, uh, the no balls law. But no balls law mm-hmm. that makes sense. Molly, what do you have? Um, they had to have a spot of tea halfway through. Um, to really calm their nerves, it can be really you know jitter. You give you the jitters up there with stage fright and all. So uh, they were made to drink chamomile tea. To keep us calm. That may keep them calm. That's fine. Yeah, Steve, what do you have? Uh, they were required by law to wear underwear. Um, now, of course, in Ireland at the time, they were wearing a lot of kilts. And these men were juggling so vigorously that their kilts were flopping in the air like uh, Marilyn Monroe. And uh, <laughs> it caused a lot of problems yeah, throughout Ireland as uh, women would faint in the streets. Um, so they had to wear underwear. Wear underwear. Marie, what do you have? Um, they were required to vacate the bar. As we know, the Irish take their pubs very seriously, and they found that with all of the flying pins and balls, there was some, some missed, some spilled drinks, and they, that, that was unacceptable. So all jugglers were required to step outside the pub to do their, to do their act if they had to get it out of their system before they were allowed to turn, return to their pint. That makes sense, and... We have a lot of great answers. Uh, one was pretty pretty close, actually, and that was Marie. What they had to do was pay compensation to any audience members hurt by juggling accidents. <laughs> That's huh. smart. That's really smart. So by law, they basically needed liability. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> liability to pay in Oreos, though. <laughs> <laughs> so... Jason, due to the no ball law, uh, the jugglers not being able to use their balls because they had to keep them in their pants, we have bowling pins from Nate T halfway through from Molly, underwear from Steve, and vacate the bar from Marie. How would you like to score? All right. Uh, I'm going to give Steve two points just for the visual. Um, and then <laughs> Nate is going to get five points for the keep your balls in your pants. <laughs> there we go. They got the no balls peace prize. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. What is wrong with me tonight? You know, that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> so, I love that. <laughs> our last question. So in 1885, the Murdoch brothers were recorded as the first ever duo to do what? Molly, what do you have? Oh, uh, tons of stuff. Uh, they were required to invite their mother-in-laws to all of their sh- shows. They were the first to uh, invite their in-laws. Yep. All right. That's a great answer. Steve, what's your answer? Um, <laughs> can you repeat the question real quick? Sorry. In 1885. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> In 1885, mm-hmm. the Murdoch the brothers like, improv stalling. Mm-hmm. Yep, the Murdoch brothers were recorded as the first ever duo to do what? Um, this was the first time in history that anyone accidentally juggled. Uh, they did not intend to juggle. Uh, in fact, they were hoping to murder one another with large knives. 
Uh, instead, they both were extremely good at catching and throwing. So the ultimate blocker, Marie, what do you have? Um, these brothers were the very first to also marry sisters who juggle. So it became a whole juggling family. You got your your brother-in-law and your husband, and they're both jugglers, and your sister-in-law and your wife, and then they're jugglers, and then they just like go on a juggling tour of the world in 1885. <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. world-traveling, juggling, married duo. Nate, what do you have? Well, it happened, I believe, in November of uh, 1885. They were the first people to... Um, juggle inside of a car. Uh, they happened to stumble upon a DeLorean in a blacksmith's uh, barn. And um, they started, they didn't know what it was, so they started juggling. Um, and I, they went down in the history books. Um, and that's how they did it. And they found an almanac, too, but that they didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> who, who, who does, right? So... Um, you were all close and all obviously not listening because I did tell you right at the beginning. Behind the scenes flashback. Based on the interview that we had with Jason, this is something that that uh, you had to look into as well. And that is uh, the first two-person club passing duo, right? This has been a Balderdash Academy flashback. That they were the first two-person club passing duo, yeah, I heard that. Uh, that juggling funny. four. I just wanted to see if anybody was listening. Uh, <laughs> juggling four clubs between them while standing on pedestals. So, Jason, we That's have close. invite the in-laws from Molly. We have accidentally juggled. They tried to commit murder and were just really good at blocking. From Steve, <laughs> Marie with uh, married sisters who also juggled, and Nate. By juggling inside of a time-traveling DeLorean. <laughs> um, apparently this took place out in California in 1885. Yeah, uh, what is it, Lone Pines now, after it drove through one, the Lone yeah, Pines yeah. Ranch? Jason, what's your? Uh, how would you like to score? All right, uh, so Nate gets a point for the Back to the Future reference. Awesome. Uh, and then... This is a little different. I'm going to give Molly three points for her commitment to that amazingly that answer. <laughs> I'll take the pity points. I will take the pity points. Not pity. It really was. I was like, wow, she's really. She's. I, I don't think I could have stuck with it that long, but she. She was committed. I appreciated that. So I'll give her three points for that. All right. She's the real deal. Okay, so that's good because that actually just put Molly on the board. Yep, it did. Don't <laughs> think I didn't notice. Yes. I thought you got points yeah. earlier on. Sorry. Nope, sure didn't. Our, our scores are <laughs> in last place. We have our current people. reigning champion with three points. Next, we have Marie with six points, Steve with eight, and Nate with ten. Jason, you started performing professionally at age 15. You've trained extensively at the Celebration Barn uh, Theater with mime master Tony Montanaro. 
with Broadway comedians, gold medal jugglers, Cirque du Soleil performers. What inspired you to get into this totally normal line of business? <laughs> well, let me first mention one thing. People are going, what is gold medal juggling anyway? Is there actually a thing? Uh, so there's juggling conventions and they award uh, gold medals for certain acts and different things. So there is this big nerdy thing called the juggling convention where a bunch of juggling nerds get together and award each other medals. So that's- a, That makes sense really though. really cool. It's very sweaty. Wait, does, <laughs> does everyone get gold? No, no. <laughs> Not you get a gold, and you <laughs> get a gold. <laughs> but but what, what, what honestly got me into it is uh, I grew up in Buckfield, Maine, which some of you may yep. know is the juggling capital of the world. Wow. Um, and uh, not really, but I met Mike Mickle on there, who is the artistic and executive director of Johnson Hall. Um, and at the time, he was a variety performing artist himself. And he saw my brother and I uh, in a local talent show dancing around to Weird Al Yankovic music. Um, just being silly. And he was like, wow, you guys have a lot of energy. And I think basically what he saw was we were not afraid to look really stupid in front of a lot of people. Um, and he saw himself in that um, and said, hey, because uh, when he was in middle school, he had Benny and Denise Real, another traveling performing group, uh, kind of take him under their wing. And he thought it was a great thing to pass on. So luckily, you know, he saw us and said, you guys should learn how to juggle, learn how to perform. And within a few months, we were doing things in his shows and then even doing small paying gigs, birthday parties, things like that. Awesome. So yeah, awesome. it's all Mike Miklon. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> You're on next. <laughs> I'm not sure if people understand how powerful the the ability to, to feel comfortable looking like a fool on stage actually is and how important that is in performing in general um, to, to either play the part earnestly or for us with improv and comedy to to embrace the scene truthfully regardless how how crazy it is now is that something that that you just fell into you were comfortable joking around or is that something that you worked on where, where did that come from I think a lot of it was, I was kind of comfortable with that already. You know, my dad had always been a pretty funny guy growing up and just being silly and making people laugh. And I found that kind of to be a natural thing for me. But then the more you really get into performing, the more you realize, yeah, you got to let go of the ego. And especially with serious acting, I don't, do, I haven't done much serious acting really. Um, but what, what I try to do is, you know, have fun. And I think that's the biggest thing that Mike taught me was, if you have fun on stage, the audience is going to have fun. And yeah, even yeah. if you make a terrible mistake, you yeah. drop everything, you know, you screw it all up. If you get all tense, the audience is going to all of a sudden hold their breath and feel tense. And if you laugh, yeah, off, yeah. Go, sure, whatever. And then you pick it up and they're like, oh, that guy doesn't carry messed up. I guess I don't care either. Mm. So having fun yeah, yeah. is like, I, I do shows with Steve and we say that before every single show, like have mm -hmm. fun. Like, all right, uh -huh. we're going to make each other laugh. And if their audience has yeah. a good time, great. We get paid either way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we get paid, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> In Oreos. Yeah, oh, right, right. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double oh, stuffed? Oh, wow. Are they double stuffed? They, they Not always. <laughs> <laughs> during the holidays. Yeah, during the holiday season, I get a little yeah. bonus. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you develop your skills? Um, I mean, you're a juggler. You do shows with music, you do uh, fire breathing. 
Where did that come from? Like, how did you learn how to do it? Yeah, so a lot of the juggling started out with Mike Michelon. He could juggle and taught us kind of how to get started. And then we started meeting up with other professional jugglers and learning from them. Um, and then uh, things like the fire eating and things like that. Actually, I learned that from a friend of mine who was a juggler. We were doing a Halloween show. Um, we made a bed of nails, which to make it right so it doesn't hurt is really hard to do. And we didn't yes. make it perfect. Let's just say that. Um, they have to be the same height and stuff. So that helps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine, I have a so scar much. on my foot. I have a scar on my foot from a bed of nails I made wrong. Oh, so, yeah. There I, you go. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's it's making been, uh, beds and nails. Yeah. Like you do. You made that bed lie in it. <laughs> right. It's a Serta. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we were doing Halloween shows and one of the guys was like, I, I said, oh, let's do a freak show. I'll lay on the bed of nails. I'll juggle knives, you know, that kind of stuff. And I said, and he knew how to eat fire. So he taught me how to eat fire. Which, That's very you know, cool. It, you start with a small fire and you work your way up. And does, is there a lot of calories in fire? Like, <laughs> is it that, burns is that calories. Like, oh, it does. Oh, it burns calories. Oh. Yeah. Points. I need to go on a fire diet. Get yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Points, Jason. He's in the lead. I have my fire stuff here. If you want me to show you, I can. Yes. Do you want to see that? What? <laughs> Nobody's ever shown off during the show. This yeah. is great. Yes. You might notice I'm, I'm in. This is my garageatorium. So yeah, during these awesome. uh, crazy <laughs> times, uh, myself and actually Steve's done some shows with me where we do shows here in my garageatorium. So it looks great from this angle. This angle, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, my fire sits right here next to me, so that's why. I mean, has anybody said no when you offered to say, would you like me to, to see me eat fire or breathe fire? Like, who would say no to that? <laughs> Once in a while, there are some people, and usually it's older ladies, and they're like, no, no. Like, they, they want to be my mom and, like, say, no, that's a bad idea. Aww. And they, they actually care about me. Most people are like, yeah, let's see the juggler get hurt. So that's what I'm used to. <laughs> I hope you've never had to do Sorry. that at, like, a hay convention. <laughs> you know what? I did a show. This is not a joke. At a fall festival and the stage was surrounded by hay bales and we're just oh. like come see the fire jugglers juggle around hay bales you are about to hear jason tardy eat fire on the podcast to watch him eat fire tune in to our youtube video link in the description oh look at that tongue <laughs> Oh, wait, this one I've been working on. This one's really hard. Let's see if I can get it. Ooh, yeah, that's sick. <laughs> there we go. Yeah! <laughs> wow. My eyes are watering. Oh, man. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Cleanse <laughs> that palette of fire. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you do it right, speak it's like... It's like uh, eating hot pizza and you kind of burn your tongue a little bit. That's if you do it right. Mm -hmm. If you do it wrong, I've singed eyebrows, eyelashes, oh. facial that, hair. That look was really in though last year, so you're good. Singed yeah. <laughs> I missed yeah. that. I yeah. missed that. Wow. Huh. Yeah. It's a Marilyn Manson thing. Um, <laughs> how did you get to perform at the right White now. House? Yeah. How did you get to perform at the White House? What happened there? Kind of, so I called the White House. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah, 
So I found out they do this uh, event called the Easter Egg Roll uh, the Monday after Easter, right? It's this big festival on the White House lawn. Celebrities are there. There's musical acts, um, all this kind of stuff. And um, Mike Miklon had been there, but he wasn't the one who booked it. A partner, performing partner of his did, and he wasn't really sure how. So I said, all right, well, I'll just call the White House. So I looked up the phone number for the White House switchboard. <laughs> I talked to somebody, and they sent me to the wrong person. And eventually, I think it took more than a year to finally get to the right person. Wow. Um, I talked to the right person, and they were basically this production company that the White House, White House hires out to kind of put on the event. And I talked to them. They vetted us. They, you know, checked all of our credentials and watched our videos and said, yeah, my, my brother and I got to go to the White House um, and we opened for Sesame Street, the Jonas Brothers, Miley Cyrus, and Hannah Montana. Whoa. No way. They were both there? And. <laughs> she did one set they as were. Miley Cyrus and then switched to Hannah Montana. It was while she was trying to oh become Miley Cyrus, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Um, Seriously. be right back, guys. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call the White House real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. real quick. That worked, yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah. to the right person. It might take a while. Yeah. Be prepared to be on That hold. is a, that is a huge lesson, though, about yeah, yeah. shutting House. yourself off. <laughs> yeah, it's like what Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. That's it. <laughs> don't go to the White House. Or how did you get this number? <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> the hockey, though, and I know this because I'm a coach, you only make about 10% of the shots you do take. So, you know, it's not much better from well, 100% to 90%. Shots? No, you know, just put it out there. Just put it out How many there. shots did you have to take in that year to get to the right person? Like, how many calls did you have to make? Oh, um... I feel like I talked the switchboard person, then they put me in touch with someone they thought was the right person. And hey. then finally, when that person got back to me, which, like I said, I feel like I called them over months, you know, and then the, the Easter egg event happened. So then I had to wait for the next year. And then finally, I talked to the right people. And then I feel like even then it was too late to get vetted for it. But then they booked us for the next year after that. And then we did wow. it three years in a row. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. So, Jason, I think you should tell the people that don't understand how awesome Audio Body is and what it, it what is involved in it, um, because it's an awesome show. And now you're doing it in your auto garage or whatever you called it, and doing it live. <laughs> for, it's a for garage. Watch. So, I think you should describe people. Tell people what it is. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Audio Body is kind of fun because um, my brother and I. It came up with the show basically because he was writing music for our juggling show and the music was becoming really popular. People used it for the Diet Coke and Mentos videos, which were, you know, a huge viral video, one of the first viral videos ever. Um, and people were like, we want to see this band audio body. And he was getting emails from different countries, Germany, Finland, like we want to see audio body. And we're like, audio body is Matt writing music in his basement for a juggling show. Uh, so then he said, well, yeah, I should make a band. I should do this. And then he was talking to me. And then up, we were, we, it came, a few different ideas came through, you know, and then eventually we said, oh, it's a music show where we play the music with these crazy giant musical inventions, like this giant drum set we built, this Lego contraption that pushes buttons and we use juggling balls, um, electronic jumpsuits where we hit our bodies and clap. All this stuff uh, is a way to play the music, but also incorporate the circus arts, the juggling, the contortion, yeah. all that kind of into the same show. 
And over the past, I think about, we've been doing the show for about 10 years. Um, the show has kind of evolved more and more, and we've kind of moved it more and more into the circus arts direction. So now we call it electronic circus arts because it's like electronic music, light shows, crazy inventions mixed with all the circus art. So it's kind of just like a couple extra layers on top of a normal kind of variety juggling show. And, and I think it makes it much bigger of a production. It's a lot more setup, a lot more work. It's mentally draining to come up with all these ideas and make sure the computer's working and everything else. Um, but uh, it's a lot of fun too. And now um, now Steve does the show with me. You know, Steve used to be our my and Matt's apprentice um, and we kind of got him into juggling and performing and then trained him how to do the audio body show. And when Matt moved to Texas, Steve started doing it a lot more because uh, we do a lot of shows in the Northeast. So it makes it a little easier. Yeah. Yeah, you still owe me some Oreos, I think, from last night's show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With such a technical show, how many redundancies do you do you plan for? So, like, when we do a, a mystery, I usually have, uh, even for something as simple as the music we play on break to build that atmosphere, I usually have four redundancies in case one fails. Wow. Well, you're way more prepared than I am. Um, That's Bob. That's what he does. He's just ready for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the redundancies, um, really, is it's it's right next to the laptop. We have this special um, tool. It's a giant thing of black duct tape, and that has saved us <laughs> yeah. more yeah. than anything. Like something breaks, and we're like duct tape it. Um, <laughs> But honestly, we, we do carry equipment, uh, things to repair most of what we do. So I have like, I can, we have all the tools where I can build things. I can rewire things. I got extra wire, um, extra springs, certain things use springs, extra Legos for a Lego contraption. Uh, but honestly, zip ties, super glue and duct tape. If we have that, I can pretty much fix the show. A Mainer's tool belt. All right. I can't even like list all the times on 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 both my hands and feet how many times I've just been sitting there ten minutes before a show eating a sandwich and Jason's over there like soldering together some electronics soldering iron yeah yes. I'm just sitting there eating my sandwich I can't do anything I'm just eating and Jason's yeah. over there like ten minutes to go soldering things together. No, I Jason. I get it. I I started in film and video, and for the first probably five years, my life was held together with gaffer's tape. Yeah. So. That stuff's too expensive, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, it's right. like 15 bucks a roll. I'm going with the $3 yeah. gaffer tape. Well, in, in it's, English... It's free if you get it from work. In, <laughs> yeah, that's true. In English language, you really want to eliminate redundancies, so... Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just going to ask. So you started... Uh, you, you were kind of discovered uh, with your brother during this talent show right, yeah. um and it sounds like you've basically been working with him ever since how was how has that gone how has that in, like changed your relationship with your brother or influenced it like now he's in texas um did that was that a difficult change when he moved you know what um so first of all we do get a lot of people asking us like how can you do a show with your brother like yeah or, or parents going parents going my kids could never work together like that. They would kill each other. And honestly, Aww. Matt and I, we used to fight a lot. You know, it would be a lot of like, Matt would get mad at me. He'd fight and I'd like, stop, stop, you know, and then slam his head against something and he'd stop. Um, so he, 
That wasn't supposed to be fun. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that was the truth. <laughs> that was kind of sad. Um, <laughs> it was the 80s. It was fine. You could do that. Yeah, exactly. Once we actually had a common goal, that makes it way easier to get along. Um, because once we're working together, we're like, oh, we have to do a show together. Um, and we have to throw fire and knives to each other and not on at purpose. each other. So uh, honestly, having, having having like that common goal, I think really helped our relationship. It made it stronger because yeah. we're like, all right, we have to get along. We have to work together. And, um, you know, I think that helped us a lot. And then throughout the years, we've been moving all the time. We grew up here in Maine together. Then he moved to Rochester, New York. And shortly after I moved to Rochester, New York, and then he moved to New Hampshire, and then I moved to Maine, and then he moved to Maine. And then he moved to Texas, and I'm like, nope, not following you this time, buddy. <laughs> and then you slammed his head against something. <laughs> I said, no, again. Um, but, but yeah, him, him moving this last time, honestly, it, it hasn't made that much of a difference. I mean, um, it, we still do a lot of the bigger shows together, and um, in some ways it actually opened up more work because I never really did solo shows that much at all. There was no reason to. I could always do a show with my brother. Um, and then the more we kind of kept moving around, the more I started doing little solo shows here and there. And I think a lot of performers start out doing a solo show and then figuring out how to work in another performer they know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the opposite. So for me, I went, oh, how do I do a show by myself? Like, how do I set up a joke <laughs> and say the punchline? It's really weird to do it that way. Yeah. Um, so uh, in some ways, when he's moved away, it opened up smaller gigs that normally we couldn't take because it was two oh. of us. Um, That's cool. So it actually created more work for me because I was like, oh, I can actually market to this market or that market, which normally it wouldn't be worth it for the two of us. So, mm. yeah, it hasn't been that bad. <laughs> do you do the thing where you, like, blow the fire out? Yeah. You don't have to do it. I was just asking. Do you- <laughs> just strictly for fun I mean, roasting even, purposes. Even I can do that one on a good day. You just you get a blow. <laughs> oh, can you, Steve? Yeah, I can blow fire out sometimes, yeah. Have you never blown fire out? I can do it with my um, nose. We would like to see a next show. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there it is, folks. There it is. <laughs> He's not messing All around. Right. You just got to ask, and then, you know. <laughs> Juggle seven knives. Join us as we return in our next segment with Nate's Pop Quiz for Steam and Lie, Lie Again, only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Woo! (laughs) Listening is cool and all, but watching gives you so much more. See the players' real-time reactions, flub-ups, and all the snark that intern Alan Smithy can dole out on the running commentary, only at Balderdash Academy's YouTube channel. All right. Where are we? I don't know, Bob. Here we go. (laughs) Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place. We have our current reigning champion with three points. Next, we have Marie with six points, Steve with eight, and Nate with ten. It's time for our second pop quiz. This pop quiz is from the head of STEAM, Professor Nate Green. Hi. 
I'm Nate Green, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about science. So, <laughs> on August 31st, 2011, NASA shut down their space shuttle program. Uh, they had no plan as to when or how they were going to get another person from Earth into space. Um, flash forward almost 10 years, and uh, NASA's working with a private company, uh, SpaceX, uh, and they actually just took off um, not too long ago, and they sent uh, some Americans into space. First time in almost 10 years that has happened here. Um, now, these two crew members are currently uh, living in the International Space Station. Uh, and one thing, um, the astronaut Scott Kelly, he wrote a book called The Endurance, or Endurance, um, and he mentioned something about the International Space Station. And it is the Coppola. What is the Coppola? Molly? The, the Coppola, um, SpaceX, you know, really all about uh, entertainment. And uh, the Coppola is actually uh, a bar inside the space station based on the Coco Cabana. Um, so it's where if they want to, you know, have a drink after work, after their shift, they have a little top off, a little nightcap sometimes. Uh, they head on down to the Coppola. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't know what you're doing. Let's go to the Coppola. We don't have anything else to do. So, so lots of science. I love that. I heard the beers are way too expensive, though. Um, uh, and uh, Steve, can you tell us a little bit about the Coppola? Um, so the Coppola, <clears throat> and we all know this, but let me just rephrase this. Uh, obviously named after Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, well known to have a nice distinguished beard. Uh, so on the space station, um, they wanted to set aside a place where you could go and shave your beard. So there's a nice... Uh, mirror, a nicely lit mirror. Um, there's little twe uh, little things for pulling things out of your face. There's little razors um, and all that nice because stuff. Because you and don't that's... really need or know <clears throat> what those are. Um, yeah, do I look like that sort of person who knows much about facial hair? No! Um, so yes, it's, it's the, uh, the Coppola. The, it's the beard shaving station. Comes with directions too, I hear. Um, and uh, Murray... <laughs> Uh, can you tell us a little about um, Coppola? Absolutely. Um, it is, um, there are actually, there's there's one big Coppola in the International Space Station, but there's a couple other littler ones, and it's, it's they're archways. They're archways that um, separate the different nations within there, so you can cross from one nation to another, and you go through this Coppola, and you know that you are going with peace. It's a peace entrance That's sweet. archway. They go through it on their way to the bar. <laughs> yeah, there uh, probably is one of the little ones on the it's way. It's nice to, the to have bar. inner peace before you go to the bar. Yeah, well, They're no, dunks. they all it join. Helps. It's easier than having it after. Yeah, yeah. I like these answers. Uh, let's, Bob. Do uh, do you have the correct answer? I do. Okay, I good. do actually. Oh, good. Um, good. Was a so, Thank God. What Scott Kelly was referring to is um, a a very famous song that was actually played on the International Space Station by Chris Hadfield. Uh, and that is, of course, the space oddity. So once Chris came back to Earth, and once that uh, that recording that he did was 
placed on YouTube and went viral. They kept the tradition alive in the ISS and named after uh, what you will eventually talk about, I imagine, they formed the a cappella group Aka Cupola. And what they do is they, they hang out, look at Earth, and on Fridays they, they do a little a cappella David Bowie. It's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, those who are lucky can buy the bootlegs online. I love it. I love it. That Well, I mean, the, the right answers I like. Um, but I really want to take all four of your ideas and just mesh them into one big peace-loving bar where there's acapella bootlegging and people shave each other's faces. It's amazing. Um, this sounds like a cool place to hang out. I know. I'm like, I know what I'm dreaming about tonight. Uh, what the actual answer is, is... Um, it's it's a module in the International Space Station, uh, and it's made entirely out of windows that look down at the Earth. Um, oh, cool! And he said uh, what uh, Scott Kelly said is anytime there, a new astronaut comes onto the space station, he takes them there and just has them look down at the Earth because you can see things. You see the Earth in an entirely different way. You see the pollution. You see where it's where it's clear and and beautiful and it just gives you a whole different perspective and that's what he does with every new person there um but i hear they're going to turn it into a bar soon sweet uh <laughs> so jason how would you like to score this <clears throat> so is it is it coppola or cupola it's cupola cupola i messed it up and if, I, if i'm not mistaken and alan will back me up with the research uh this is the module that Stephen Colbert won the naming rights for, for the writing campaign. Oh, NASA really? tried to get the public to back it, uh, to, to huh. name it, rather, and they named it, like, the Stephen Colbert Cupola. Huh. I, I mean, wow. Alan, Alan will do the research, and he'll post it in the actual broadcast to see if I'm right. No, you will. Okay, good. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but I think, I think that's true. Oh, see, I thought it was King cool. Koopa from Mario Brothers. You should have got. You should have led with that. That, <laughs> that was, was good. So Molly, you just came to me, guys. <laughs> so that, so I that just can't said be. It, Jason, I just said it. It counts. I don't think you. I don't think you've given out points yet. But also keep in mind that that was after. <laughs> Everything counts. Jason, how would you like to score that? All right, this is what I want to do. Um, because I love. I think Nate was, you had the idea of like, you're hoping it's all of them, right? Yeah. Like the beard station mixed with the bar. So I love that. So what I want to do is I want to give Bob, Steve, Marie, Molly, and Nate all two points just because wow. you guys, we Teamwork. combine the answers. Yes. Yeah. It's like the International Space Station in here. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> all right. And then I am going to give Molly the one bonus point for just mentioning Mario. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it to her. That's fair. So, that's fantastic. Our next game is Lie, Lie Again. Now, I will read a weird or unusual fact about a faculty member. This statement can be the truth, or it can be a lie. Now, our visiting professor and fellow faculty members may question the subject to better understand whether or not the statement is the truth or a lie, Either way, the subject must convince everyone else that the unusual fact is true, no matter how 
absurd it sounds. Our statement for this evening. Nate once gave Tony Shaloub a back rub. Right, Nate? Excuse me, who? Yes. Oh, my Tony God. Tony Shaloub. Tony, a famous American actor. Yeah, he was... This, uh, better, this better be real. On, uh, he was on Have Wings. you seen Monk? He was on Wings. He was on. He was Monk on Monk. Yep. Have you seen Galaxy this Quest? Have, have you seen Thirteen Ghosts? <laughs> Molly, you don't know. Yeah, Tony Mazel. Mazel. Yeah, Molly. Mister Mazel. I don't watch no, a lot of TV. He's the best part of no? that show. He has he a face. You, you would know him if you saw him. Went. Uh, yeah. He was in Men in Black. He went yeah. to USM. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh well, you're giving Nate some stuff to build on here, Bob. <laughs> Careful. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't like that. So, uh. <laughs> Nate, is this true? <laughs> it, it, of course, it's true. If it wasn't, then I wouldn't be playing the game right. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> who who has who has the first question for Nate that isn't who is Tony Shalhoub? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a question, Nate. I, I've heard Tony Shalhoub's back can be. I've heard Tony Shalhoub's back can be kind of dry. Did you have to use any Shalhoub? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, just just want to make he was, sure. He was wearing a fleece at the time, and uh, his back is kind of hairy. Uh, I was picturing him not wearing a shirt. I'm not sure why that's where my brain went first. Wait, I think I was too. Same here. <laughs> what? I like it. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't use Shalhoub, did you use shellac? I was shellacking some shalhoub. That's right. (laughs) I Um, hear it's great on wood. Hey, Nate. Nate, I have a question. Flashback. Um, Nate, I have a question. When was this? Uh, It was my... That's good. Should I ask the question again? My junior... uh, Yes. This has been a Balderdash Academy flashback. Hey Nate, Nate, I have a question. Yes. When, when did when did this occur? My junior year of college. Um, so that was a uh, spring of two thousand three at USM. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what did you study at USM, Nate? Uh, I spent one semester as a communications major and then realized that was not what I wanted to do and went into theater. So I was in the theater program. Because you never wanted to get paid. <laughs> I would love to hear a very detailed description of the... You know, two to three minutes leading up to this back. Oh, God. Yes. 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 Thank you. Extremely yes. detailed. Okay. Uh, all right. So. Um, I'm nervous. <laughs> Me too. I was working. So he's a USM alumni. Um, <laughs> you were working? I was. Wor- I was what, I had- what were you doing to pay your, your college tuition? <laughs> it's not that expensive. Come on. You're like, You're like I got to work the weekends and give massages to <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> I got to tell you, it wasn't as lucrative as you thought. Um, (laughs) But no, I had a work-study job. I worked in the box office at the theater. Um, And uh, and somehow I was just in the right place at the right time. And I, uh, you know, they were looking for people to take 
pictures with Tony um, because he's a USM alumni. He was coming to speak. Uh, he was the commencement speaker. And uh, since he was a theater alumnus, uh, he actually spoke to the theater program. Um, and they wanted for the alumni magazine, which I have and I can provide pictures of, um, uh. they had a photo shoot on the stage and uh, they had five, four or five of us up there. And uh, they said, well, so what type of warm ups do you like doing? And nobody likes to touch me. So I said, I like the massaging warm-ups because, it, you know, it's somebody I can have physical contact in my life. You were um, that guy in college. I only said it just now. Though. Yeah, um, careful where this is going. So, um, there, I was, it was quiet. I said that out loud and they're like, all right, well, let's go with that. And so he sat on a stool and I'm like, uh, okay. And he's like, no, no, really, really get into it. Really dig in. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was kind of weird because you know i'm awkward so i made it awkward <laughs> did he say thank you oh there did you go. he say thank you when you were done um all i was focusing on is that i was giving tony shalhoub a back rub and i don't know <laughs> if he said thank you okay. or not all right all right any other questions all right you've heard the questions let's hear your conclusions marie truth or I, a lie i think um, I do think he's telling the truth. Um, I know a couple of other USM alum, and they have mentioned that Tony Shalhoub has come back to campus. I don't know if it was when Nate was there or not, but I don't think that this is, I think that this totally could happen, and yeah, I think he's telling the truth. All right, Steve, what's your call? I want to I want to go to that the sliding door thing that created two different universes where Bob mentioned USM. I want to go into the other universe to see if Nate still referenced USM. Uh, it's tough. I'm gonna say it's a lie. Uh, Nate's a pretty good liar. And um, all right, yeah, Molly, lie, what's your yeah. call? Did Nate really go to USM? Oh, damn it. Where's He's got pictures to prove it. This is so crazy that I want to say it's a lie. I think it's a lie, but I'm going to say truth because I feel like it's just so wild that it might be the truth. So I'm going to go with All it. Right. And what All right. Marie just said. So, Jason, you have Marie with the truth, Steve with a lie, Molly with the truth. What do you say? I think that I'm, I'm going to say it's the truth, and he was trying to throw us off by, you know, pretending like he's fishing for details when he really had them all along. Yes. So I'm going to. All right. So Marie with the truth, Steve with a lie, Molly with the truth, Jason with the truth, Nate, fess it's up. The truth. <laughs> that makes me so happy though. <laughs> that's really that's Molly, really funny. you need to watch Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Oh, I've seen Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. It's he plays, it's her dad. He plays the dad. Oh. The mustache. Got it. Dad. Now picture that dad getting a massage from Nate. That's what I Nate. just did. <laughs> <laughs> he was so nice. Alright. Jason, how would you like to score? Oh, oh, that's right. I gotta score this. Um, <laughs> I guess so. The things that stand out um, the most was right off in the beginning, the shellac and the shalhoub. I'm going to give three points 
to Molly and three points to Steve for the shellacking and chalubing. <laughs> All right. That just really was uh, something else. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that ends our first half. The scores are in last place, myself with two points. Next, we have Marie with eight. We have Molly with nine, Nate with 12, and in the lead, we have Coach Steve going into halftime oh, with 13 <laughs> points. <laughs> you can't, help it. You can't even help it up in your head. <laughs> I got you. When we return with Coach Steve and Mask Charades only on Balderdash Academy, go Dashers! <laughs> Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place, myself with two points. Next, we have Marie with eight. We have Molly with nine, Nate with 12. And in the lead, we have Coach Steve going into halftime with 13 points. That marks our halftime with our halftime trivia talk. Coach Steve, Coach of the Dashers. Steve? Thank you, Bob. Um, I will say this is the first time in history I've ever been winning at half. Um, So (laughs) very, very exciting for a coach to kind of be in that situation. Um, Of course, the past few weeks we've played uh, Finish That Tweet. And we're going to try a new game this week. It's called, it's everyone's favorite game. It's called, What's the Context? Uh, this is where I give you a quote out of context, and I just need you to tell me what the person is talking about. All right, very, very simple concept, and I think you guys will get this very quickly. So uh, the quote today is from Jeremy Lin, pretty well-known basketball player, played with the Knicks, played with the Raptors, actually won a championship with the Raptors last summer, but you knew that, right, Mom? I knew that. Uh, I could tell by the, the look on your face. I actually so, did know that. You did? Yeah. Really? I know. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. This is a great moment. Um, So Jeremy Lin, uh, many great quotes from Jeremy Lin. He's always very straightforward with the press, which I enjoy. Um, Here's one of his classic quotes. Jeremy Lin says, Everyone thinks it takes a long time, but it really just takes like three minutes. What is Jeremy Lin talking about in the game? What's the context? Three minutes. Can you repeat it one more time, please? Jeremy Lin says, everyone thinks it takes a long time, but it really just takes three minutes. Yeah, uh, I actually know this because I know him and of him. And what he was talking about was to make one of those chocolate cake in a mug things in the microwave. Uh, it, it sounds more difficult than it is. People are like, you can't make a cake in a mug in a microwave. But he was, you know, telling the people mm. that that's his favorite snack, pregame snack. And uh, it only takes three minutes. So Awesome. Thank you, Molly. Uh, Marie, do you, have a, do you have an answer? Um, 
Yes, absolutely. Um, so as we all know, part of his warm up is to go and be in the bathroom by himself for a reasonable amount of time. Of course, yeah. Approximately 18 minutes. And everybody thought that that entire time he was actually, you know, sitting. But that really only takes three minutes. The other 15 minutes that he's in the bathroom, he's looking in the mirror. He's giving himself a pep talk. He's getting himself ready and jacked up. Yes. But he needs that three minutes for his sitting time to do what you do when you sit in the bathroom. That's a quick... It, doing it, a two yeah, a, doing a two takes and a three. A long time. Only takes three minutes. Two minutes? Yeah. Three minute two. Three minute two. Can, can, I, can I, um, I'm just gonna, gonna trademark on that real quick before we move on. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Nate, do you have an answer for us? Yes. Uh, it, uh, recording his dialogue for the new Space Jam movie in which he plays, <laughs> yes. uh, a cartoon raptor. <laughs> um, they said it was going to take, he needed a whole day to do it, but he had that micro machine voice and he spit it all out in three minutes. <laughs> uh, Bob, do you have an answer for us? I do. I do. Um, outside of basketball, he's known as the ladies man. Hmm. And part of the reason is because in basketball it's rare, but he considers three minutes for foreplay. So Marie's going three for two, and you're going three for four. Three for four. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. Over, under. Well, thank you, Bob. I, I, He's pre- wrong. I uh, appreciate your uh, efficiency there, going three for four. Um, Jason, do you, do you want to throw a guess out there of what oh. Jeremy Lynn's talking about? Yes, I really do. <laughs> you did it! <laughs> <laughs> you did the improv! <laughs> Um, no, it's a, it's, I don't know if you ever looked closely at his shoes, but his shoelaces have a very intricate uh, tying pattern, um, and people think it actually takes a long time to get that just right, and if you look, I mean, they are perfect and identical on both left and right. I don't know if you know, he wears a left and a right uh, foot shoe. Um, <laughs> they are exactly the same, and... Uh, People just think, wow, that must take forever to get those laces and the way they're shaped like yeah. little bunnies on each one. Um, but he gets it, and it only takes him three minutes. Signature shoe style. All right, uh, Jason, really now, now is the time where you get to score, and you participated as well, so feel free to give yourself some points. Oh, I was going to. I was going to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ruined your bet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, um, so... <laughs> I really Nate. I really liked his a lot. The uh, the 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 raptor uh, voiceover thing that was very funny. So yeah, I'm gonna give you three points for that. Um, Marie, you get two points for not being able to say the word poop. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna give myself. Uh, wow, I could really end the game right here. Um, no, <laughs> I get one point. I'll take one point. It's solid. One point. Um, um, so thank you all for your answers. The, they were all extremely close. Um, here's the full quote. Uh, Everyone thinks it takes a long time, but it really just takes three minutes. I just throw the gel in there and spike it up. Jeremy Lin, of course, is talking about his evolving Volleyball. hairstyle. Oh. Uh, so I thought that was fitting with Jason, of course. He wears, you know, likes to gel up his hair. And also me, who I 
usually gel it in a way it looks like I'm not losing all my hair. Uh, so that's No, you fun. usually powder your hair. I do powder my hair, yeah. Voluminous powder. Yeah, it's a it's a erection powder. Yeah, uh, yes, that's quite the name. <laughs> Which hey, would help. All right, going into Mask Charade, our points are... In last place, we have Jason with one point. Next, it's me with two. <laughs> we have Molly with nine. Marie with ten. Steve with 13, which means Nate will be doing Woo! our mask charade. Yes. All right. Uh, Nate has 15. 15. Big money. So our next game is called Mask Charade. Jason has secretly told Nate what his favorite movie is. Why? Because Nate goes in with the most points. Nate will then play a game of charades with that movie as the topic. Uh, the rest of the faculty will don blindfolds and try to guess the name of the movie based on my poor description of Nate's charades. Is everybody ready? Let's do this. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> I'm so proud Blind of you, Nate. Blindfolds on. <laughs> yes. Sort of. Yep. Yes, no cheating, Steve. <laughs> Did I do it? I can't see anything, if that's what you're worried about. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> All right. How about that? We'll do a Star Nate, Trek. Nate, are you ready? I am. You ready? All right. <laughs> Faculty ready? <laughs> yep. Yes. All right. The subject is a movie. Three words. First word. Nate is tapping his forearm. Popeye the Sailor Man. Popeye the he... Sailor. <laughs> He's doing squats. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... He's rocking a baby. Rocking a baby. Yes, he's rocking baby. a baby. He's exercising over the baby. A baby. Baby. Child? Kid. He's not pulling the throw. He's not trying to kill the baby. <laughs> That's good. Okay, he's he's rocking the baby. a baby, but he's not uh, trying Vin to kill Diesel. the baby. Vin Diesel. I mean, the, that babysitter movie with Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy daycare. Oh. Daddy daycare. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. The tooth fairy. No, not that. Okay. Hogan. Third word. Third word. Okay. Constipation. He's... Oh. It's not constipation. He's <laughs> waving his arms. Something stinks. Okay, baby stinks. No. <laughs> Hang on, I have, to, I have to mute my microphone. What on talk. earth is going on here? <laughs> There's a stinky baby that's doing exercises. That's all I know. He's making a smiley face. He's happy. He's happy. He's hanging on to something. <laughs> He's putting a flower in his hair. Oh my what? Hair. A flower in his other hair. Oh. Other hair. <laughs> <laughs> Which hair? So many hair. So much hair. He looks lost. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it is it dazed and confused? Uh, ooh, lost and confused. That's a good guess. Um, so it's three. He's flying. Oh God! He's, he's flittering. Doing so much. Littering? He's butterflies. There are butterflies. Oh, he's making little butterfly movements. He's kind of making little butterfly movements. <laughs> now he's making 
He's making wings with his hands. What? He's uh, fluttering. Uh, <laughs> he's with a baby. He's back to not killing and rocking a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's rocking a baby, and there's oh. butterflies, and he has flowers. <laughs> can can he do like a scene from the movie? I would have picked a different. I would have picked a different. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh man. Can all right. He is. You'd be surprised at how fast we get it usually. Yeah. He's Not this time. Confused. He's tapping his forehead. <laughs> Thinking. Wondering. It's Does it confused? sound it like anything? Oh. <laughs> Stink. Uh, chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> stinky <Three> stinky <laughs> baby. <laughs> stinky stinky baby. <laughs> baby went poo. Baby, baby got sat, back. Sat down for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Butterflies. The secret garden. Uh, he's kind of, kind of. It's kind he's of a sticking garden. Something's growing. The Ooh. Little there is Mermaid. Something no. growing. Okay. Oh, okay. Pineapple Express. Okay. He's rocking a baby. Something's growing. Rosemary's Still growing. Baby. First word mm-hmm. is something's growing from the ground. Something's okay. growing up. It's a baby, and it's growing up. Uh, Benjamin Button. Um. That's two Big words. Big Daddy. That's two words. That's two words. Uh, <laughs> growing up, growing, child, youth. There um, are three words. Right, these are guesses on the first word. Any of those? Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing yet. Can we get the middle word? <laughs> middle word, Nate? Second word. Second word. Okay. I. Okay. He's pointing to his eyeball. Me. I. Is it is it I? Is the word I? Oh, um, kind of. What kind of I? Kind of I? My. <laughs> My. See, chai. see, it's seeing, seeing, see, view. See. <laughs> Baby sees. Um, Baby, Baby sees, sees butterfly. Uh, wow. This is painful. He, maybe yes. No. Baby sees butterfly. No. no. No, no, it's not, not that. Okay. Baby does not see butterflies. No. Baby don't see. All right. We are at five minutes. Nate, what's the ah. first word? Okay. Life. Oh. Life of pie. Life. Life of pie. The first word is life. 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 Life according to... <laughs> um, Benjamin Button? Life, life with me. Third no, word. That's our game. Third Life word, time. He's pointing to his wrist. He's syllable. pointing to his forearm. How do you do the sim- syllable thing? In- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do syllables. Two syllables. Yeah, you got it. Three got syllables. Forearm. Life and? Life. Um, so Four? first syllable. I'm going to throw that out there. All right. First syllable. Of the third word. Okay. Of the third word is... <laughs> He's buzzing. He's flying. He's. It's something to do with buzzing. Buzz. He's beautiful. Life, life is. <laughs> That's it. Beautiful. Yes. Life is beautiful. Wait, life, I we said got that. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Wait, guys. I, I said that <laughs> like four minutes ago. No, no, no you did. No, but I no, didn't oh, say it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Alan yeah. Smithy will notice. Instant replay. replay. I did he say did. Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Flashback. Life is beautiful. This has been a Balderdash Academy flashback. That was beautiful and perfect. So, how like would life. you like to score? <laughs> There's a little discrepancy about who got it right, right? No, no, Steve said it first. Oh, okay. Yep, but remember, getting it right doesn't matter. What did you like best? <laughs> all right, all right. We all lost Honestly, honestly. Let's not. I don't even care about who got it right at this point. Uh, Nate's determination and, and the amount of pain I saw him go through. I have to give him points. But I know he's already in the lead, but he's going to get five points for that. That was just nice. great first effort. Five points. I appreciate that all that. Yes, first guest to give the performer points. I love it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. At the end of the third segment, our scores are Jason at last place with one point, followed by me with two, Molly with nine, Marie with ten, Coach Steve with 13, and Professor Nate Green in the lead with 20. It is still anybody's game. Join us when we return with a pop quiz from Marie and technically correct only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! <laughs> we All Have a Story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place. We have Jason and myself with one and two points respectively. Next, we have Molly with nine, Marie with 10, Steve with 13, and Nate with 20. (laughs) Beautiful. Just like life. It's time for our final pop quiz of the night. This pop quiz is from the head of home ec and wellness, Professor Marie Stewart Harmon. Marie? Hi, guys. Thank you all for joining me here. Um, my friend was here the other day, and this is a guy who knows a lot about taking care of a home. Um, and we were just doing a quick walk around, and he gave me some advice, and I'd like to tell you what that advice was and have you tell me what he was talking about. Um, we were we were walking around and he points and he goes, Marie, you either gotta you either gotta tie those up or put them in a cage. And, you know, out of context, that could sound a little a little interesting. So I'm wondering what you guys think this advice he might have been trying to give me could have been about. You either need to tie them up or put them in a cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's very obviously your tomato plants. Yeah? Because if they are not supported, they will flump over, especially when they are full of fruit. So you Mm. either need to tie them to a stake, gently, people recommend pantyhose, or you need to put them in a tomato cage, which will then let it grow up and not floof all over the place. And I think you have done this yourself with your tomatoes. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, gentlemen, do either of any of you have Nate? Please. Uh, so it's uh, what he's 
suggesting is that you create a New England tumbleweed, uh, which how you do that is you just gather all the dust bunnies up, you tie them up, and eventually, it's like it's like a snowball, except you make it inside, and it gets big enough so it starts collecting other things, um, whether it's you know, uh, sugar cubes or razor blades. And, um, and you get this tumbleweed that you can then send out into the wild. And that's a new England tumbleweed that you see in, in neighborhoods all over the area. Um, but if you don't have enough tumble, uh, dust bunnies to start the process, you got to put them in a cage while you're collecting more. So you got to time begin up. the collection, right? Yeah. You got to tie them up or you got to put them in a cage. Got it. So for you, it would be cage first, then tied. To each other. Got it. I, don't, I got a lot Steve of dust Ka- bunnies. I bet I could make at least one right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you should work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, co- <laughs> but come back for now. It's Coach Steve, what do you think that um, my friend could have been trying to give me help about? Uh, here's the thing that we all know about Marie. Uh, we see the posts on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Marie makes really good sandwiches. Um, <laughs> they're stacked high. They're full of fresh ingredients. And I love sandwiches, and I know I, I know Marie's friend that she referenced is also uh, an avid or rabid sandwich connoisseur. <laughs> um, and Marie makes such incredible sandwiches that when people come over to hang out with her, um, all they can do is stuff their faces full of sandwiches, and it becomes a problem. And that's mostly why Portland is obese in 2020 is uh, Marie throwing really good parties. So what her friend suggested is that... <laughs> Well, there are people in the house. She put the sandwiches in cages or tie them up so that they're still accessible, but you really kind of have to work for it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Headmaster, do you have any possible ideas as to what he could have been talking about? I do. I do. Um, So recently in one of the last episodes that came out, you were talking about Molly and her homesteading. Now, Mm -hmm. inspired by that, we know that you got chickens. And uh, in in reality, what they were talking about were the male chicks, the the roosters, if you will. And uh, it's well known on most homesteads that your cocks either need to be tied up or put in a cage. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Um, uh- Jason, would you like to wager a guess, or shall I just have you, um, would you like me to just go right to the correct answer here? I'm pretty sure the correct answer is bicycles, right? Because your, your oh. bicycles, they're all over the place. I know you're super into bikes uh, and unicycles, yes. I've heard. Um, yes. So you got to tie them up, get them up out of the way. Otherwise, when you go into the garage, you know, you're going you're gonna to break, you know, yeah. tire. Yeah. And then a bicycle, yeah. of course... You run over a tire bicycle, what do you got? A unicycle. So it's not that bad. But you got to tie them up and put them like in a cage. Yes. Yes. Um, and and we do have our bikes in the garage cage currently. So yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty spot on. Um the correct answer was actually stated. Molly, my friend Kyle, who is my like my, my gardening guru. He came over and um, I had transplanted Henrietta out of her little pot and into the ground about a week ago. Um, And it's it's getting some heavy limbs from all the little baby tomatoes that are growing on it. And I was like, I'm so afraid they're going to fall in the dirt. And he said, huh, you know, time up and put them in a cage. I was like, thank you. So 
I will um, send Bob some photos of my of my tomatoes and they're growing and and how they're like uh, tied up to stakes now. So yeah, I remember Henrietta. So I mean, it was a it was yeah. an obvious. Yes. Yes, and I have some documentation of that for you guys that I'm sure Alan will probably <laughs> and I can be able prove to help it too. Out with. <laughs> All right, Jason, how would you like to score? Oh yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to give uh, Steve two points for the the sandwiches. I think that was very creative. I love that idea. Um, and I'm going to give Molly uh, three points because not because she got it right. That's not why. Because she knew that a tomato is a fruit, and she called it out right. Like she said, Ooh. it's a fruit, and without hesitation, and, and I appreciate that. Yeah. It is a fruit. It's not a vegetable. Yeah. You heard it here first. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Nice <laughs> job, Molly. Hopefully not for you. And bananas are berries. <laughs> <laughs> That's all about Wait, what? Bananas are berries. Bananas no. are berries. They're the world's largest berries. In fact, a banana tree doesn't have a stalk or wood. They are actually leaves. If you were to cut it open, it looks like a... A giant a shrub. I my mind. They like oh. come and me wanna and go, go home. 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 So, <laughs> That's gonna be a mini next, segment on its own. Our next game is called Technically Correct. I will read a description of a movie that Woo. is technically correct. Our faculty members will come up with an answer as fast as possible. Jason will award points based on the answers he likes best. The first movie, an older man falls for a young woman and a maverick tries to win her back. Molly, what do you have? The McCain Sarah Palin story. (laughs) (laughs) You got that too. Got it. All right, Nate, what's your answer? It was Uh, on Lifetime. uh, Damn it, Molly took mine. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to say grumpier old men. Grumpier old men. Good answer. Well, Marie, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to go with Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Always Star Wars. I know Star Wars, okay? (laughs) I love it. All right, Steve, what's your answer? Spirit. Spirit. Like the horse? Got it. Oh. Spirit. All right. So we uh, the uh, the the answer for an older man falls for a young woman, and a maverick tries to win her back is of course Legend, with Tim Curry and Tom Cruise. So, <laughs> Jason, we have Molly with a Palin story. We have Nate with grumpier old men. Marie with Star Wars Nine: Rise of Skywalker. And Steve with Spirit, how would you like to score? All right. Um, <laughs> you, I, I see where you're going there. Um, so uh, I am going to give uh, three points to Molly just because of the mention of the lifetime uh, thing, because that, that kind of sealed it right there. We're just like, oh, yeah, if it's on lifetime, that right. makes total sense. So, yeah. All right, Molly Steve, with that's three. That's all the points you get on this round. Good. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Yeah. I support that decision. This is a quick fire round. The next movie. 
the description is people try to quarantine during a pandemic while shoppers refuse to social distance. Nate, what do you have? Zombieland. Zombieland. Marie? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Stephen King's The Mist. Yeah, The Mist. Into The Mist? The Mist. Yeah, The Mist. The Mist. Good answer. Steve, what do you have? Uh, The Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt and Molly. Um, this could also be a Lifetime movie of right now. <laughs> a Hallmark movie, actually. This one's on Hallmark. It's during Christmas. And it's called All right. 2020. 2020. <laughs> a Christmas movie. All right. So, no. With Christmas Walters. <laughs> Please, no. The description is, people try to quarantine during a pandemic while shoppers refuse to social distance. That, of course, describes Dawn of the Dead. Nate was closest with Zombieland. Next, we have Marie with Mist. Steve with Prince of Egypt. And Molly with 2020 A Christmas Story. Jason, how would you like to score? Yeah, I, I was honestly going to say, for myself, Shaun of the Dead is what I was thinking. which is mm-hmm. funny. Shaun of the Dead! Mm-hmm. But I was... I feel like Nate and I were on the same wavelength, so I'm going to give three points to Nate on that one for the three points thing. Speaking of which, Jason, you got some red on you. Um, Red? (laughs) (laughs) Steve got it. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) I got you. I have my garage door open, so there are bugs flying around. I'm like, is he going to kill me? I want to. I want a Carnetto ice cream right now. Yeah. All right, so the next... I had one when I was in England. Movie. It's just like a trashy any other ice cream. I was like, I gotta have one. It's, it's true. 99 with a flake. If you're over there, mm. they're amazing. So, movie number three, long-time roommates work through their troubles. Marie, what's your answer? Uh, uh, it's Bill and Ted's <laughs> Excellent Adventure, man. Stole it. <laughs> Bill and Ted, Steve, what do you got? Silence of the Lambs. Roommates. Are they roommates? <laughs> a movie that comes with a nice Chianti, Molly. Um, it was. It's most obviously one of the Three Stooges uh, movies. One of them. Three Which Stooges. I, uh, number three. Anyway. Oh, the third one. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Three Stooges movie. Third Three Stooges movie. <laughs> The one on Lifetime. Episode three. Three, 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 episode three. three. No Lifetime. Nate, what's your answer? Uh, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So, we have Marie with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Steve with Silence of the Lambs, Molly with the third Three Stooges <laughs> film, and Nate with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Longtime roommates work through their troubles is a um, description of what we do in the shadows. Mm, very uh-huh. nice, Bob. Very nice. Very long time. Yeah. yeah. What we a, do in the shadows. It's a great so, movie. Jason, that's a, my favorite movie. One of them. Isn't Jason, how now? would you like to score? It is, and it is, it's yeah. brilliant. I need oh, to watch good. it. You, yes. Oh, man. Uh, this is hard. Um, I'm gonna go with Molly's Three Stooges Part Three. I don't know why. <laughs> you, got, you got him. So we've had three on three on two, three off for four, and then three Three Stooges. <laughs> so I don't know. Thank you, uh, thank you. It's a great movie right, if you haven't points? seen it. 
Oh, three, of course. <laughs> three, three uh, points. Obviously. One per stooge. All right. Otherwise. Our final film. Are you ready? Okay. All right. A battery removes itself from the package. Steve. Uh, Gettysburg. <laughs> Gettysburg. <laughs> 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 All right, Molly, what's your answer? Oh, what's that movie with the little robot? <laughs> the movie with the little robot. The movie with the little robot? <laughs> Three? <laughs> All right. You mean... This is not my game, guys. <laughs> this is honestly my favorite part of the whole show is watching Molly's brain, like, struggle in this game. Her poor brain is, like, going up... <laughs> <laughs> on a stationary bike. What's your answer? What's your answer, Nate? <laughs> uh, I am going to go with Chucky. Chucky? And Marie? So I'm going to say Child's Play? Ooh, thank you, Marie. Thank you. All right. Child's Play. All right. Um, wait, Chucky, Chucky's wait, the movie, wait right? Wait a... <laughs> no. Damn it. Ch- Chucky is a character from Child's Play. So I'm gonna IMDB this for a second. So the yeah. movie the Wait, movie. I know, movie. I know it. Okay, what is it? It's the Matrix. A battery removes yes. itself from the package does indeed describe the Matrix. Wow. Well done. Yes. I was I was so. gonna go with batteries not included, but that was too easy. Flashback. All right, Molly, what's your answer? Oh, what's that movie with the little robot? <laughs> this has been a Balderdash Academy flashback. So I went with one that didn't <laughs> so, have a name. It's Wally. It does come out of the package. You're totally Wally. right, Wally. Jason. <laughs> so there was and a TV I got so series. wrapped up trying to think of the name of Wally that I forgot my answer, and then Nate said Chucky, and I was like, oh, no, that's it. <laughs> um, so we look have at determination on your face. No, Nate. What were you saying? There was a TV series called uh, Chucky that had uh, Brad Dorif and Jennifer Tilly voicing the characters that lasted one episode. <laughs> so there we go. Yay. All right. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. So. Well, I was wrong. So, I didn't say I was right. <laughs> we have Steve with Gettysburg. Molly with Wally and or batteries not included. We have Nate with Chucky. We have Marie with Child's Play. Jason, how would you like to score? Uh, I'm going to give myself five points for getting it right. <laughs> oh. All right. You will not lose. Five That's points awesome. for getting it right. <laughs> so that leads us to the moral of tonight's story. Mm. The moral of what we did here tonight. And after listening to the answers, after laughing and having a good time, after hearing what other people had to say, the moral of tonight is very clear. If you ask the White House, you could get a two for three. (laughs) All right, our final scores for the evening. In last place is myself with two points. Next, we have Jason with five. Wow, nice work, Jason. We have Marie with 10. We have Steve with 15. So we have two left. Is it Molly or is it Nate? Well, Molly comes in with a final score of 18 points. Nate 
is once again our reigning Ooh. champion with a total of 23 wow. points. Well yes. done, Nate. Nice All right, job. Jason. Well deserved. Yes. Jason, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, for the viewers at home, you can find more about Jason at jasontardy.com. There are links to Audio Body, Off the Wall. Uh, it's all there. Uh, the link is in the description. It's jasontardy.com. Thank you for watching Balderdash Academy. I've been your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me has been the head of English Language Arts, Professor Molly McGill. Peace. Head of STEAM, Professor Nate Green. Chucky's not a movie. <laughs> head, of home ec- head of home ec and wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Child's play is. <laughs> <laughs> coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Coach Steve Corning. Gettysburg had batteries in it if you think hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Professor Nate Green on his win. Find out in our next episode, can he keep that title? Only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers. We'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Good night and thank you for listening to the podcast. We have options available if you'd like to support the show directly or show your school colors with some Balderdash Academy merchandise. For more information on the show, support options or merchandise, please visit our website at balderdashacademy.com. Thank you for listening and have a good night. Balderdash Academy was created by Bob LeBlanc and Steve Corning. With writing by Steve Corning, Nate Green, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Find us online at balderdashacademy.com. Copyright 2020 by Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning. All rights reserved. Go Dashers! Loving what you're hearing? Now imagine if you could actually see Molly's point-winning angry face, Marie's up-close-and-personal lean-in, Nate's... Where is he now? Is he in the bathroom still? Steve's coveted sweatband and Bob's juggling of all things tech. Yeah, it gets pretty wild. See all this and more by catching episodes on Balderdash Academy's YouTube channel.